Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and we watched three things this week. We started with The Batman, which is the latest cinematic entry for The Caped Crusader. It stars Robert Pattinson this time, and it's directed by Matt Reeves, so major, major spoiler alert for that one. We go into details. Please have seen the film before listening to this episode. Also, if you're very particular about your spoilers, we go into the plotline of a Batman comic storyline called Hush, which, you know, who knows, they might do someday, but just want to give a heads up that we also talk about the details of that. We also watched another film called After Yang. That one's out in theaters and streaming on Showtime. Spoiler alert for that one, although we didn't actually go too much explicitly into the plot. We touched on lots of points within it, but I don't think we actually ended up talking about the the specifics of the film in a way that would ruin it if you went back and watched it, but we do want to give you a heads up, you know, spoiler alert for that one. And then finally, we watched the first episode of The Courtship, which is a new dating show on NBC. Spoilers for that, but really that's a pretty cookie-cutter dating show, so I don't think that the spoilers matter as much there, but as per usual, we want to just give you a heads up. And then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion, as there are a couple of follow-up points, and without further ado, here's, we're watching what? We saw the, T-H-E-E, the Batman, the Batman, the Batman. What did you two think? I was like, the Batman. The The Batman. Batman. I just like love that it's called the Batman, like, an old it's the aunt who's like Batman. out of touch yes. is like, did you see the Batman? You know, um, yeah. it's just because the franchise has gone to a place, and it's perhaps when you know that it's there have been too many, but it's gone to a place where yeah, we're calling it the Batman, like Fast and the Furious, right? You had to like how many different ways did you have to call something Fast and the Furious? Right, we had to reverse it where it, it went from the Fast and the Furious to Fast and Furious, fast and furious. Yeah, <laughs> adding words back in. That's how you know it's different, you see. Yes, otherwise yeah. when you're watching it, you can't tell. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, this movie brought me a lot of physical pain. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, so all right. I'll start with that. Yeah, I mean it was terrible. Yeah, I mean I hated it. Ooh. I I got a little more enjoyment out of Matt than Matt did, I think, because he was like in physical pain and I was just laughing <laughs> at the ridiculousness a lot of uh-huh. the time. Yeah. I mean, when it opens with the terrible soliloquy, you know, is that even what you would call it? I'm not even sure. Robert Patterson just talking about Gotham and and then telling that gang his he is vengeance. I couldn't. I was like laughing. I was like, oh, my God. It was just Jackie. My husband's name is Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. No, no, but this is this <laughs> at least it makes it so it wasn't your husband. It's yeah, Robert it's Pattinson. Just, the, yeah, she's like, the the author? isn't that like the prolific murder writer? <laughs> oh, that's no, uh, that's James. James. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whatever. You know, I just like adding syllables for some reason. I don't know because. There was a serial killer in this, and so she was very confused when there shouldn't have been one. And so she yeah, there shouldn't have Patterson been. I was so confused. Mm. And yes, yeah. It's an entire, it's an entire but thing. I'm sure if he had written it, the the mystery might have actually been good. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's cookie cutter. That dude has churned out so many that, like, yeah. you know. Look, but you're I right. Would it, a it, cookie it would cutter mystery over a shit one any day. Okay, all right. I mean, yeah. those clues can. We're going to go into them, I'm sure. Yes, we are. But it was embarrassingly bad. Embarrassingly bad. I'm sorry, but Batman, and I understand that Batman in the movie universe and Batman in the comic universe are not going to be the same person, blah, 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 whatever. But comic Batman is like Sherlock Holmes level detective, okay? Mm -hmm. He's an intelligent human being. Somehow... 
we get this weird dumbed down version of this guy who can't figure out that a rat um with wings is a bat i i mean i did like that the entire movie hinged on none of them having higher than a high school level spanish because <laughs> 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 as someone who didn't take spanish in high school i was like i don't know sure yeah <laughs> anyway i mean there's plenty to hate about this film and the funny part was is like so i at the end of it i was like god who directed this you know because i guess i hadn't paid attention beforehand and i looked it up and i like some of his movies Mm -hmm. and i also bumped on the cinematography pretty hard in some scenes because it's so experimental and so bizarre and just takes you completely out of the moment and i was like who did this and it's the guy from dune and dune was oh really running and and just like everything and then you know this movie exists all right yeah, he also shot like Rogue One and stuff. Like he shot a lot. Yeah, he shot some stunningly wonderful. Sure, yeah, yeah. Movies. I just, I, I. Uh, okay, and then Matt was in physical pain during. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a weird mixture for me in that I wasn't like I, I agree. The cinematography was like strange decisions at times. I was like, I was so focused on the pain that there are things that like I would have to rewatch to totally be like, yes, oh my god, that that, but I don't want to rewatch it, and it's like. It all goes, I knew, I knew that I shouldn't get any sort of hopes up when they're doing the Riddler. They just won't do it right. They can't do it. They refuse to. And it really upsets me because it's just like, just pick another villain. I mean, they tried so hard to scratch the surface of Hush, which is one of, one of my personal favorite Batman stories. It's not that I know them all, but that would be one that I return to the most. That you could have had this be Hush and you could have had the Riddler behind it all like he is in Hush. Like, and right? how interesting would that have been? You well, know just what I mean? different. Something else, right? Like this this weird maniac person that you just have Paul Dano acting as. And I just felt his performance in general also felt like it was just so derivative of Heath Ledger to me. Like it was like trying to, not like he was acting like Heath, but trying to be like, I'm going to do to do for this role yeah. what the universe believes Heath did for that role. And I don't say that to be me. I, I, I think. No, no, I, 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 yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But I really like Paul Dano, but it just felt so forced and like, oh my God, give me a break to me. And, and kind of touching on the mystery being dumb and stuff. Beyond the mystery part, I thought being silly, like his plan was stupid. And I don't understand why no one cares because people seem to love this film. I don't understand why no one cares that the plan was dumb. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. If I'm understanding it correctly, we're flooding gotham city in hopes that a bunch of people run to the center where this mayoral mayoral candidate you know being sworn in is happening so that they can kill a lot of people at the same time because they wouldn't have already been there <laughs> like well right. a like, it would already be crowded and then b like you're already killing people by flooding the town it sort of seems like and we talked a little bit about this was it sort of seems like they're trying to set up no man's land again which they did in the third of the Nolan. I don't know if Nolan even directed the third one. I don't even remember. Did he? I, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah I don't know. The one with Bane. Yeah. He did that. I've oh, only I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's kind of back. And so there is a very famous Batman story called No Man's Land where Gotham does get cut off from the rest of the country, essentially, um, and becomes a no man's land. So maybe they're, they have not set up enough stuff to do that no. story justice. So if they're going there, I'm going to be pissed because there is not enough set up for that. And it's a great story and should be told cinematically someday if they would ever take the time 
to build a franchise instead of just rebooting it every couple of years terribly. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think that the, that the flooding problems seem to be getting fixed by the end of the film, if I remember correctly. So I don't think that they're trying to go there. Hopefully not. But it, but yeah, it's like the vibe of what they're doing. And, oh, you can't escape and all this, whatever. But it just felt so silly. He watched Watchmen, the film. Uh-huh. He watched Daredevil on Netflix, soon to be Disney+. Plus. And he watched Saw, the franchise, to be honest. And mm. he just decided to make a film in that, the vein of all three of those somehow, but not pull out any of the fun or interesting parts of any of them. So it I really have, felt that way. I have a really important question then. Paul Dano's Riddler or Jim Carrey's Riddler? Oh, God. I, <laughs> uh. yeah, you gotta choose. <laughs> you gotta, I know you're gonna say You gotta say it. You have to admit it. Just, just say it. I, I'm going off for outfit outfit alone, if nothing else. I guess I'll go Jim Carrey and at least. That's right. But oh my God. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, that's the worst thing I've ever done. I mean, I've been calling this character Rigsaw because it's like Jigsaw from. Mm, yes. Yeah. So essentially, I'm, that, he, this was not Edward Nigma. This had nothing to do with it. And it made me mad. It was just like watching. He's like, oh, decode this crazy cryptic thing all the time. And then every now and then I'm going to give you a little riddle. And only like two of them were actually riddles. Some of them were not. They were just trying to be Most like funny of them things. Were not. Yeah. And it was just like, you you don't understand this character at all. So he's the easiest. He's not super. Nothing about him is super. All this. He's just like, you could craft such a really intelligent, cool mystery, mystery of a story that but it's, yeah. it really I mean, hits all... well. But they just won't do it. Yeah, they refuse. And... It's like, why does every villain, and I get that they're the real villains in real life, but it's boring, is like lonely white dudes. I mean, that, that for me actually tracked, but it was the most realistic. I mean, and I guess like, it's like, I guess that's more realistic, but it would be so much more fun and more interesting to just have someone well who wants I've... to play a game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you yeah. have to be somewhat sadistic, but. Like Riddler in the stories doesn't create contraptions to have, you know, rats kill people. No, Jigsaw does. Yeah, exactly. I'm, it's it's interesting to me that you don't group Catwoman in this as a villain, which I agree. Her portrayal in this is not a villain, yeah. um, but she is our she's one woman and woman of color. Yeah, she's yeah. typically not really a villain. Yeah. First of all, I am shocked to say I'm the one who hated this movie the least, I think. But I also had the least expectations going into it, right? Like, I have zero, yeah. you know, not loyalty, but, like, I just, I don't care about Batman. So, yeah. you know, at best, it could have been a fun romp, and at worst, I already was prepared for the worst. So I was like, this is, I mean, it was an hour too long, for yeah. sure. And there were so many scenes that I could have cut, and plot lines as a whole. But I, I thought, I was like, there's a small chance they'll like it. But I didn't I get the, yeah, yeah. All right. Wow. I can't believe I it. really I wanted to. Yeah. Okay, but at the beginning, like the whole kind of it was giving me Rorschach, but yes, I know Batman, you know, in all comics we hear inside their heads and stuff. Yeah. It was giving me Watchmen vibes. But I was like, okay, the tone you're setting up here, as dark and gritty as it had to be, it was like, Jesus Christ, like I just get grittier every time, you know. But the tone you're setting up, I was like, okay, I could be on I could be on board with this. I liked the moody Nirvana in the trailer, and I was like, okay, cool. We can hear it here again. And I was like, okay, cool. But it was just, even just the scenario of, oh, and I'm the, you know, they see that in the sky and then they're afraid of the dark corners, right? And it's like, you're all showing all these criminals who are doing things that are stupid, petty crimes, looking up at the sky and then, and then suddenly being afraid. And I'm just like. But then that gang dude didn't know who he was. 
But then I was right. like, yeah, I don't, I don't believe. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't believe any of these people would be committing crimes if they're that afraid of this Batman. Well, like it just was stupid. I was like, you're setting up this thing that's not realistic at all. Also, not only that, it's like, okay, you know, some of those crimes are truly on the hierarchy of things that Batman should be dealing with. Felt pretty low. Like, who who is graffiti hurting? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then and then the whole like I hope Batman's first... not bothering with graffiti hurting. Okay, I, I don't know. And and the the whole scene on the train was very stressful for me because I don't think this was intentional when they filmed it, or I don't know if when it was an Asian man. I was an Asian man. I was Asian man. I was so mad about it. I was like, he's going to be the only Asian man in this whole fucking film, probably. And he was. And then it was like, yeah, I had the same reaction. It was like, you're really going to hurt an Asian man, really? Yeah. Which I mean, I mean he... at least we saved him, but I was like. I don't like this. <laughs> it was like automatically feeling the film didn't feel realistic to me, but things like that. And then, like you said, this lonely basement white man with less than 500 followers who's upset that no one listens to him. He has 500 mass followers. Shootings. Like, it's a lot like too not real. every person who signs up for social media <laughs> yeah. has 500 yeah. followers. I was like, that's not a lot of followers. Yeah. I mean, the bots alone, you know. And well, and who knows? I mean, I guess they were like radicalized by him and they like, sh- I don't know, man. I know. I, the other I mean, big thing that I really want both of your takes on that I bump on in a way, and the more I think of it, I keep bumping on it more. But the film to me felt very, very male gazy in a way that felt even more so than Batman films of past years. Oh, 100%. And not only in Selena Kyle's treatment and whatever, but but also, which, you know, she wasn't the worst thing ever, but it's just, I mean, it, we, we could go all talk all day we need to we will need to talk about that yes (laughs) through the window as she's changing i hated that but beyond that it's this thing too where i have so many problems with that that one scene up by the bat signal the scene which i'll I'll we can get into but it there's a lot about that scene that really bothers me but when she's on the the top when basically he starts slut shaming her into suggesting she was calling her a whore and like whatever and i have all these issues with the way that scene plays out but and who this Batman is like, this is one of my least favorite Batmans I've ever seen as far as the character. Mm-hmm. Like he was, uh, he's so, he was toxic male to me. <laughs> and and it was like bothering me in this way that when you were also watching the film, aside from Selena, and then I guess the maid at the house, at Wayne tower or whatever it was in this movie, it's like, there's one female character I saw who's a detective who said one thing when they found the Well, there's the, there's the mayor, the mayor, the mayor elect. Besides yeah. the mayor, yeah. every other woman who I noticed speaking was a questionably questionably a prostitute, if not just a cocktail waitress at this club. And it was like, but no one else. And there were so many men in this film. And it was just very, wow. I and mean, it, there were too many characters in this film to start. Like yeah. that was, uh, I mean, they my- were mostly men. And it right, was, right. Like, you know. And well, it was it was just it felt like with that scene I was talking about, it felt as if this is a Batman that the neckbeards of the world like because ooh, it's like that's who they and it felt like yeah. it was made by the neckbeard. And I think higher of Matt Reeves than that, but that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. It was very like I don't know because this Batman was not very redeemable as a human. I mean, he wasn't nice to anyone, really. He wasn't even nice to um, Alfred. Alfred, who wakes up from a coma, and he the first thing he does is like get angry at him. I was like, how yeah, dare you? Like, you are we supposed? To, are we supposed to be? You know, he's like literally having this conversation in the hospital about 
his father. And I'm like, can we talk about the fact that he almost died? Like, maybe this isn't the time for your interrogation, mister. Yeah. Beyond the fact that that whole scene was ridiculous and dumb and whatever we can talk about. I mean, there's nothing I hate more than just like a random gauze thing around someone's forehead. (laughs) Oh, look, they sick. How would we know he's injured? They are sick. (laughs) And it's just so dumb and gritty. and, and, And it was just such the moment where we were supposed to emote but I think like and I I I think higher of Robert than this because he usually I, I actually like him as an actor more than this but I think like the only and this is what I said to Matt after too is the only time I saw him emote at all I think in the entire film was when that um gross guy said he was vengeance and Batman was supposed to be like angry about it and you could actually feel him be angry about that that was the one moment where I was like oh look his Batman has feelings about something. But other than that, he just stood around awkwardly and like, you know, which I thought was vaguely funny because, I mean, Batman is awkward and weird, I guess. Yeah, like but you like, liked elements about that for sure. When we yeah, because he is like, kind of like that. He is weird. You know what I mean? He doesn't say a lot and he just stands in corners and whatever. So elements of that I like because it is true to the comic batman like the scenario um, of him walking in at the beginning and it's like the detectives are there and he's just there in this bat suit like the humor was yeah. played well there yeah, yeah. that, that is, was good because that is him that. and that's what happens but bruce wayne is charismatic knows that his family name and money are what is part of what he can use to save gotham because i did like that they made gotham kind of a character in this because gotham is a character in the comics right mm-hmm. his love for gotham and his need to save Gotham is like his reason to etra. But it was so one note and his bruise was so bad. It was just so bad. I think the the first time, I don't know if it's the first or the second time we saw him as Bruce. And he's just like, he's got the raccoon eyes next morning. Oh, because emo. we can watch him like change out of his outfit, but he doesn't have a way to wash his face. Yeah. Like, but but believe- in that moment, I was like, oh, he would have been a good villain. Like they wasted him as as Batman because the way they, the way they had him play Batman. Again. Yeah, what? he could have been the scarecrow. Not that I need the scarecrow again, but Robert. Yeah, Pattinson's well, or honestly, I could I could have seen him playing the Riddler. You know, like I I could have seen it, but I th- you know that that moment I was like, oh, or jo- I don't I don't know who he, who he could have been, but I just could foresee I see him fitting better into a Batman villain role than he did as Batman and Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and I and I'm mixed on you know I I. No secret that I love Robert Pattinson as an actor, but I've mixed on his performance here in that I didn't like, particularly like him as Batman. I think that the way I feel about his performance is the way I feel about a lot of different things in the film. And I think it rings to me more of a, like a director issue. Yeah. I think that he was miscast. I've said that forever. I thought and I was hoping he was Dick Grayson, like all these things, because I think he's miscast as Bruce Wayne. But I do think that his abilities as an actor were underutilized here for sure. And I don't know if I'm not to absolve him of blame. I don't know how much of that he is totally responsible for or whatever, but there are other things where the whole film felt flat, dry, and just muted to me. Yeah. It had no climax whatsoever. It was just so same. Even that like car chase, which in some ways this car chase in the history of cinema, it felt like. (laughs) Yeah. I will say that parts of the cinematography, the choices were interesting in that one. But I kind of like the idea. I don't think it was executed well in the end. 
But I like the idea of the intimate car chase where we're watching their faces so much, you know, because there was a lot of camera work like inside the cars. But it made it really confusing because we didn't necessarily know what was happening in the chase part of it. And so I don't know. I think there's an interesting idea there, I guess I'll say. But I don't think it made the chase very fun to watch. Well, also, Penguin should have died so many times in that role. Like, there's no, yeah, dead. Yes, he was wearing his seatbelt, but dead, dead as a doorknob, like a doornail, whatever the phrase is. Like, I, I felt like, and we talk about this a lot, I felt like this was one of those movies where they had a couple, and in this case, comic book panels that they're like, oh, this is super cool, right? That upside down car, like him walking out of the fire. There's a scene at the end where he's like leading them with a torch, at, you know, through the water. There were moments I was like, oh, there's a panel that you are obsessed with and that you are trying to figure out the plot from A panel to B panel, but you're not doing a good job because it doesn't have to do with the plot in between. That's the important stuff. But you're like, visually, here are the moments I want to hit. Or like the, the stupid motorcycle, like ride off into the sunset, you know, all of that stuff. I was just like, you the torch need to focus with on the, the people story. in the water. I yeah, was yeah, like that's, rolling that's, my that's eyes so hard. Right. Because it was so dumb. It was just like this. It's a comic book panel come to life, which is it cool, is, but it's like which, not, it does not a movie make. No, but like you can put the scenes together better. And like one that Matt and I bumped on pretty hard was like at the funeral. Apparently, Batman passes out and they managed to get him to the police station oh, without yeah. looking under his mask. And then he fights all of Gotham PD. Yes. Yeah. How and many cops like, does it take? And then he becomes me, and yeah. then he becomes a um a sugar glider. Oh yeah, yeah. Which that I actually kind of enjoyed to be honest, because yeah. that's pretty comic book too. He does weird shit all the time, so into it. But also should have died when he hit that bridge. Yes. Like come on. Yes. <laughs> or, or been hurt, but he just like rolls and he's like, that's the thing. And that and the penguin thing. It's like I'm cool with him messing up at the end. I know this is supposed to be a newer Batman. It's like, okay, he's not perfect. And it's kind of like, okay, cool. He crashed. Great. But it was so intensely done that I was like, there's no way you get up from that and just you're cool. Right. And then with the Penguin, it's not like you actually did this. You filmed this stunt. You had you destroyed the car. It ended up flipping a lot more than you intended. You're like, well, you know, we'll just have them believe. We have to have them believe this. This was a very CG crash. Yeah. And you made the choices to make it that intense. It could have just rolled twice, Max, and been the same and not made me think, no way. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but it's like that kind of stuff. I'm like, who's making these decisions? Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves made those decisions. Yeah, and I don't agree. Yeah, I don't understand because he's made some good movies. Yeah, but he's also made some stinkers. Yeah. Clarifying oh. question because I zoned out half halfway through the movie. We never saw Marconi, right? There's a character called Marcon- Marconi. What? Am I making this up? Uh, if you are, I don't know what it means. I know Falcone, and then there was... was Falcone. Like, there's was Falcone, me. but there's an, like... I don't know. This is the you're, problem. You're probably that, right. That there's yeah, they were talking about Falcone, and then I thought they were saying, like, Marconi or something like that, right? As the person who got busted, and then... I don't know. I don't know. It was super confusing for me. And yeah. I was also like, I don't care. And we talked about oh, this. Oh, you're talking about the family that got... The guy who got... The drug lord that got busted before yes, the yes. guy took over. His name is similar to mm, Mark to probably, yeah. Falcone, right? Sure. And I was like, oh god. And I know it's canon. I'm pretty sure it's like a you know a character who is well established. I feel like they got arrested in another one. But the problem for me was we talked about this with was it Batman Forever? One of them where where they're just like, oh, they were they were obsessed with tying together all of the bad guy plots. 
Yeah, that's and it got so convoluted that I was just like, oh, okay, like Maroni. Catwoman is his daughter. Maroni's the person I'm thinking of, which, you know, if you spelled it out, it could be. Right. But but I was just like, who is who and what's happening and who's the father? I don't like I don't I don't care at this point. And I'm so confused by the intricacies, but you've made it so I theoretically have to pay attention to this. And I just I got completely lost. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, right? I could still follow yeah. along. But I was like, if you're trying to make this all about being a puzzle that's being put together, you made it yeah. one step more complicated for you. It's yourself. not that you couldn't grasp it all, it's that you lost interest in doing so. It was just yes. so dry. Yes. Sal Maroney. Sorry, that's only you. Sal Maroney. Okay. The thing is, it's like I would kill for an interesting aha movie moment in one of these movies. They never And the do. Riddler is the villain to do if you want one of those. And you could actually make him say riddles instead of just ask those ciphers. Questions. But like <laughs> And the thing that's that sucks also is the the storyline here is a much more condensed simplified and stupefied if you ask me version of kind of the events of hush right mm-hmm. yeah. like hush is a lot more involved and crazy for anyone who hasn't read it i don't know but it's like you know all these all the villains you know all the big villains of his time kind of get involved and this one mastermind is kind of like using all of them as pawns against whatever and you get to the bottom of it he gets to the bottom eventually but this guy hush whatever but eventually learns that the riddler actually did plan it and plant the seeds and stuff so it's like that's kind of cool. but that it's that kind of thing where you could have a villain like hush or someone that maybe is lesser known to the general public and still yeah. have a big villain tease that's coming and have it not be the joker which by the way we haven't even oh. talked about that but I jesus know. christ like we have to get another joker we're literally just going to repeat everything that's been done in a, in a drawn out, dry, darker, grittier fashion. So, or what? Yeah, I I feel like uh, in addition to the like, hey, here are the like panels I like. This movie was also Matt Reeves being so afraid that he would not get to play in the Batman universe again. And I don't know if that's the case. I think he actually has like a sh- shows coming out on HBO Max, but that he was so afraid that he was like, uh, just give me all my favorites in one and I'm going to put them all together like action figures, you know, or like toys and just yeah. be like, yeah, and this one and this one and this one. Give me that one. And nobody said no. Yeah, no one would say it and I just don't get it. And yeah, I think I heard that Oswald and Selena are each getting their own shows or something like that. And then that dropped you the question where, and I don't know if we know the answer to this already, but I wondered then if Batgirl is part of this universe. Oh. It makes sense. Her father being Jeffrey Wright would track. But yeah. I just wondered if it was, and it makes me less interested in that if so. Yeah. <laughs> Much less interested. I'm like really hoping it's not. I want it not to be in the Birds of Prey universe. To do a different one that's better. Like, I, like yeah. whatever universe it's part of, I don't have faith in it at this point. But yeah. Yeah. I, I want to go back to Selena because yeah. we, we got it. I just, I was actually very excited for a moment because I was like, yes, our first lesbian, like, you know, bad yeah. person, you know, character of Gotham. I'm, I mean, maybe we've had one before, but like, a, you know, a major character. Yeah. And then it was just like Batman being a super creep. That was super creepy. Like I, there was no need for that. He had no reason to suspect that she was putting on some cat suit. So it was right. a thing where it's like, that was him watching her change. Being a, her a creepy, a peeping Tom. Yes. And there's yes. no way around it. Right. And then, you know, their weird flirtation that had zero sexual chemistry to me. I don't know if zero. I, you know, I, it just felt so forced. And I was like, you, this would have been actually really refreshing if they had not tried to add this sort of romantic implication in. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it would have been. And it, in that scene that I hate so much, it, like it went from her explaining that it's these like privileged white boys that are the problem, which is true. Yeah. No, actually, for, sorry. It starts out with her accusing him of "you must be rich. You must be a rich guy." Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Giving him a dick you, like that, yeah, right? Yeah. Then it goes to him slut shaming her, to her revealing that Carmine Falcone's actually her father. So no, she wasn't sleeping with him. To him apologizing about that information, but not apologizing about the fact that he shouldn't. It's none of his goddamn business who she sleeps with and how right. she gets what she wants. None of his business. But then her reaction it was from that to her then trying to convince him that they should go after the privileged rich white men of which he is that she already called out and yeah. then eventually kissing him and and i out just of was nowhere like, it just, I just felt- and i just was like this that was what i'm talking about when i'm like it's the, this is how these men want their women yes like that's the she existed as an accessory to him i don't care what anybody says like that was how she existed this and 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 truth be told i think we all know that's how Catwoman started in the comics. Yes, as an accessory to Bruce, of course. But we've moved so far past that, and not far enough in the comics, but we've moved well, far past it. And why I mean, are we revisiting this now? Right. It's it, it's particularly obnoxious with the women, but I will say that no one had a nuanced character in this movie. Sure. Like, there was not a no. single character who was interesting or had any depth whatsoever. So it's just a lot of missed opportunities to do something interesting. I did find it very funny in this moment just to you know equal opportunity be a creep that when he takes off his shirt you know and we see like his back and it's i assume supposed to be bruised or whatever it is it's not that bruised i'm not like you know i don't go like oh ow he's really taking hits in this batman costume and i don't agree with the idea of i know there you know women obviously have it a hundred million times worse but this this idea that male superheroes have to be the chris evans or chris hems were any of the chris's basically level of like six-packed you know, muscled out dudes. But at the same time, it wasn't an impressive moment. And it didn't make sense to me when he took off his shirt because we didn't, you know, we don't see him bruised. We don't see him whatever. We don't see him super yoked and being like, yes, this is how this man is like surviving, getting smashed into a bridge. And so I was like, what... What, who was this supposed to be? Was this supposed to be like the for the ladies moment or the for the, you know, anyone who enjoys the male body? Like, because it's not, you're not selling me here. <laughs> I think it kind of was supposed to be because I think, I think that that is about as ripped as Robert Pattinson's going to be. Right. Just like, you know, and so I think it was supposed to be for that because I can't imagine what, I mean, yeah, I don't know what else it, because, you know, like you said, if it was covered in crazy marks everywhere and stuff it'd be like a little like oh you're trying to show he's getting his ass yeah like or he's like putting in work right like he's you know as bat the character of batman is endangering himself right but i mean they definitely should have done some female female gaze on our pats because you know he's got a big following i mean i my assumption is that that was the anemic attempt at it you know yeah, it was a terrible one. I'll and give then them that then, because I mean, sure. Well, I mean, at least they made an attempt, because Jesus. We, well, I don't well, even know if that was their intention, but you know, we'll go I'll with... give it to him and say it was. But that's yeah, the only yeah. thing I can give him. <laughs> and then the other thing was, you know, him walking around in the bat suit, and we talked about the bat flex suit last week, and I was like, oh, I want to hold on this conversation because his walk was so stilted and strange in this suit, and it just made him look bulky in a not maneuverable way. 
Yeah, well, that was that was one of my things too. That, that I, wait, when he was moving, it was a little odd. Looking at him just standing there with no motion, I think the suit looked pretty decent, but it's very clear that it was a lot bigger than Robert Pattinson is. Yes, and so yeah. it also felt weird in that way that I'm like, this is not something that you're fighting in. Like, Again, which the, taking off the shirt makes it even more confusing. You'd be exactly. like, that doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah, well, especially for me, and I was like, I wondered if they filmed these things at certain different times in his workout regime. But I remember thinking that even toward the beginning, like when he was, he was, he was clothed, but he comes down like at like breakfast time or whatever. And he looked particularly skinny. Yeah. And I was like, you, you were not in that bad suit. Like that's not the same, pe- like, the same person at all. But then even when yeah, it shows him later and he's, he's a little, he's built for Robert Pattinson's stat, uh, status. It's, it's not filling out that suit. And so yeah. it gotta be awkward and weird to, he just Move walked so it. clunkily like in it. But I think it was a character choice. I don't think it's yeah. just the suit. I think yeah. he's choosing to walk like a well, robot. They, and they clearly Why? added the sounds to make it even more mm-hmm. so. You know what yeah. I mean? So it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it was a choice. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Foley was aggressive. Also, again, very nitpicky, but he has a very small nose. Like, I feel like it's disproportionately small to the size of his face. Or, you know, it's, it's not what we can we, – we've – Standardized as Hollywood features, which doesn't. I'm not saying he's like ugly. It's not what we understand as a normal nose. Yeah, it, but it's not a normal <laughs> human-sized nose. No, uh, but it is. It's on the smaller side. Uh-huh. Um, and so the way they designed the bat cowl was so strange to me. And also the face part showed so much of his face. Yeah. You know, like the jaw part went almost all the way back to his ears and like left his whole jaw exposed. And I was like, what dummy doesn't know this is Bruce Wayne? <laughs> you yeah, see, you right. can see half of his entire face. Yeah. Like, well, and and it looked, that part of it looked more more appropriate to comics and stuff. But when you are putting it in a film like this, it is kind of silly because you're like, well, right. yeah, you can see this is, yeah, <laughs> you see the bottom half of the face, you know. But right. this is also the same universe where no one knows who Superman is, right? So it's sure. like, because he puts glasses on. Right. So, yeah, but yeah, I, you know. But, but the, the design of it also, like, didn't cover his nose fully. So it was, it was just very strange to me because it, like, no. exacerbated how well, small then, his Even in Catwoman's <laughs> outfit, I mean, her whole oh my eyes are showing, like, I the know. whole... It was like, why did we bother covering the nose? Like, I don't think that that was the distinguishing feature of the face, honey. <laughs> you know? Of, like, people wearing the mask over their chins and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. not. Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. This isn't doing anything. Well, and no, like honestly, an idiot. when I had seen that trailer and we had seen the first uh, footage of her fighting him when she's trying to steal the passport, apparently, you know, and it shows her there with that beanie thing. No joke. I thought that that was like her like budget outfit when she's starting out as Catwoman. I didn't see Same. the bodysuit. Yeah. And then I thought later on she's going to get that upgrade and yeah. she's going to have and like a real. Did not. And she didn't. And she just wore that beanie every time. And I was like, you invested in this bodysuit that is, I'm sorry, it's fitted to her. And it is like that is you didn't just like find that somewhere in a store like you invest in that, but you didn't get. A headpiece that looked like it went with it. It made sense at all. Yep. Very strange. So strange. Very strange. Yeah. Uh, This whole movie was. Yeah. And I'm harsher on it because it's just, we don't need this. Right. Right. So, and I, and I, and I go back to that with when I, no way home. I'm, I like it fine, but I, the, the critiques that I, that come out, I'm just like, okay, if you're doing this, this better be like, we needed this. You know what I mean? And that was way more necessary than this was because it was a much better film than this was in my mind. But you have to bring something to it that's like, oh, I get why you're doing this besides just people. Right. Go. So I will I will give this movie one small thing of credit in that we didn't get the pearls. 
you know, we got we got we got a very abridged version of Mm -hmm. the parent deaths story, which I was like, okay, thank you. That is actually still it was a big plot line, but it was still like at least we didn't see the alley. Uh-huh. You know, that is was- one thing that I, I, I remember I did think after this film was that I did appreciate that it dropped us into a Gotham and it was already a functioning Gotham and it was just kind of like, or this world with Batman, yeah, 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 whatever. And when he's meeting the Joker, the Joker's in prison, so it's like, okay, either Batman put him there or he's just been there for a long time. I, we don't know, but yeah, whatever they're doing, it's like, okay, this is like a lived in Gotham rather than here we are starting out. I appreciate that about it. That being said, I also, it, it that made more confusion for me about Selena's role in this Gotham Mm -hmm. in that I know she was doing her own thing and trying to like, you know, topple that patriarchy over there and whatever. But it's like, she has this suit. Is she a thief? Like, or is like her skills going in and stealing that, that passport. I assume she's, so she's, she is trained or has trained herself in some whatever. And I was like, and we're to believe that like, he's just never come across her ever. And that was weird for me. Like, I'm like, I get it. They don't want to do the origin stories and this and whatever. But like, that is always how they end up getting introduced in comic book world is like they get they, they haven't been around before or Batman already knows who they are. Well, <laughs> so it was weird for me. It is. It's it was strange to, you know, because I, I was like, again, I like that we didn't get the origin story. But imagine if this was your first Batman film, like, you know, Jackie brought up the soliloquy in the beginning or like the voiceover, whatever we want to call it, the opening monologue. But this film kind of really expects you to know what Gotham is and know the world of Batman, even though it's theoretically the first of a Batman franchise, right? Yeah, and so it's lazy it just, as a film in that way. Right. You, just, can, you, you can give that information without having to rehash it all, too. Yeah. I also feel like, you know, having rewatched all the sort of older, campier ones and then not rewatching the Nolan ones, I was like, it's tough to go have this be the next one after the Nolan ones. I know we've gotten the sort of... Um, that Justice League integrated yeah. ones, but like this is, you know, those aren't solo films. Yeah, it's own. You know, this felt like a, a sort of sad Xerox copy of it. No, I agree. And I and I, I think I had even made the comment at one point that this film somehow shockingly had me wishing for things from the Nolan franchise. And I don't <laughs> like those movies. And I've said that many times. It's very unpopular. I do not like them. But I was like thinking about things in this and I was and I was thinking about how the Nolan ones did this did it better and I was like wow I've never said that before so yeah. <laughs> it's just like and that's that's a feat in itself yeah. so I don't know I didn't have super super high expectations like oh this better be amazing but I I had hoped that maybe it would impress me and be like oh okay like I actually really liked that because yeah. you know, we always want to like movies right but yeah not not for me not it it was not for me. I didn't hate it, but I think it's because I went into it thinking this is going to be terrible because like the Robert Pattinson casting just yeah. d- did not work for me. So I like, although I'm sure I don't, I will never watch this movie again. Like that is, no. I just, I highly doubt I'll ever watch it again. I know it's, it, it, it makes some people happy and I'm happy for them, mm-hmm. but I'm also, I don't know what it would take for me to get excited about a Batman movie at this point. Yeah. I really don't know. I I think it, I think at this point, I mean, cause again, I, we talked about Matt Reeves has some good films and has some not so great films, but I think it would probably for me have to be that a director that I really love is doing it. Mm. That, that would get me to be like, I okay, almost I'm feel like for that. me, it would have to not be a Bruce Wayne story at this Ooh. point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dick Grayson. Yeah. Like if they actually did a Dick Grayson, I might get my hopes up that they could do something different. Yeah. yeah. To be fair though, he spends a lot of time as Robin and Nightwing and like a couple other characters. So unless we set it up, I don't know how you could tell that story well either. Right. So 
I don't have faith that they have the patience to set up anything, you know, long-term. Well, also to, you know, the faith that they would be willing to sunset their, one of their most famous non-superhero, whatever, what is it? Secret identity <laughs> words. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I, I, I knew I didn't love it, but I didn't think I usually would hate it as much. I, but I don't blame you at all. Like, I, you know. Yeah. But I also, I I didn't think that having immediately seen it. And then as we were discussing last week and like talking about the Riddler and talking about stuff, I was like, there's a tiny chance that he'll be super happy with this <laughs> representation. But I don't, because I don't know enough about the comic version, yeah. right? That I was like, maybe he'll you be really know. happy about it. To be fair, you do know that I'm psychotic and like serial killers and all these things and whatever. And right. It, I do know and, that. Yeah. And so- if his story had been interesting and made any sense, this version of a character, I would like the character. I'd be mad it was my Riddler, but I'm like, okay, it was an interesting villain, but he didn't have a good story. I mean, a little bit good on Paul Dano, though, for probably doing what, like three or four days on set, Max? <laughs> right. You know, all the, all the like the PR and the press around it. He's like, yeah, I really I, like got into the character and it was really unhealthy for my <laughs> psyche or whatever. I was like, dude, you filmed like on an iPhone. Yeah. Like, what? He's like, he's like many, many sleepless nights on this shoot. And he's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Was like, th- three. Three is many. Yeah. 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 I was rehearsing because um, I didn't know my lines before. Right. I also. But that's the thing. It's like with that role, he could have had it as script. Yeah. You know, you would. Anyway, I did look up. I was like, okay, the Superdome, you know, held held 75,000 people, right? And that's, I feel like that's the closest thing we had to a real life, you know, it, I mean, obviously it was a real life like emergency center for a while, unfortunately. Yeah. So it holds 75,000 people, let's say. So let's say a mayoral like thing was happening there. The population of Gotham is supposed to be in the millions, like tens of millions. Yeah. So how are you going to drive everyone to well, this one saying. little like, and it's like you're driving them to an event. I mean, who's where, everyone? Yeah, you know what I mean, it's like you were driving, and you were driving them to an event that a bunch of people were already going to be at. So, how many people? And really not only did you have to like there? radicalize all of these 500 followers, which is not a lot of people. <laughs> which but, like okay. 20 showed up. <laughs> so like 20 of them show up to murder people in the Metrodome. But you know, it would be easier to do that on a night that like I don't know. A band that everyone loves is playing. Ooh, yeah, you you don't have to do anything. You don't have to set bombs all over the city. Like this is not like a, I don't know. It just didn't make sense. Like well, it doesn't. They, it was extra for an outcome that was just like why would why. Well, they could have explained it as like they want the important people to be there, right? Like, oh, the mayor is going to be there, the chief of police. You know, it's one right, of the, but they killed those like, people early chaos. in the film, right? So it's like you kill. Or the, I mean, the sorry, the mayor. Kill the, the mayor. Like the mayor. Yeah, like the. It could have yeah, been, been an elaborate plot about like publicly executing the mayor with right. everyone there watching, blah blah, and it, like this, but this elaborate. Shoot her in the shoulder. Or they shoot her in the spleen. I'm they, sorry. They shoot her like, right in the whatever, somewhere down the it's gut. Falcone or whatever that they yeah. shoot in the shoulder, and apparently he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> well. Well, he looked dead, but it was like yeah. Just, They're like checking for a pulse, is, and I'm like, yeah. okay. I know Bye. it's just. All right, my last question on Batman is, what do we think he injected himself with at the end? Adrenaline. Just, I just it should not have done. I, I was a secret. It could have been. Like, whatever they were tweaking on, I was like, that would have been interesting. Yeah. You know, that Batman becomes an addict. I mean, I assumed it was adrenaline, but there are like. I know, I know. But like he should have he should have been dead. Bane has a he substance that like keeps him. Mm-hmm. Right. Super. So it could have been something along those lines, but you didn't set that up at all. Right. That's that. So I was like, is it the whatever, you know, drug they're huffing or yeah, whatever I just it is? Assumed it was, a it was out of left field, right? It was just right, like, yeah. oh, oh, he has something. It was like, oh, 
That's he has a jet stabber. Guys, he's got a power up. Don't worry, he has <laughs> yeah, power. <laughs> I think my favorite was I think it was the bat symbol, but he took it out and just like cut the thing. Like he was like like he was trying to get in the area, or whatever. And he just like cut it open with his bat symbol. Oh, oh, with a chest plate <laughs> yeah. one. And yeah. I was just like, I was like that, just no, I know I did. I was laughing. Yeah. I liked that, but I was laughing because I'm just like, oh, you keep on throwing in these random little like, oh, by the way, he has gadgets. Because yeah. like, most of the time he wasn't using it. But then when he would use them, I was like happy about it. But it was just they were like funny. Well, they were, also, like, the I, don't, I don't understand because it's like the phones are what? Gen- like generic android phones, right? But yeah. then he's got the weird old tiny sapia vision. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, I'm like if you have the technology to put something in your eyeball. Right. Like, Nothing in Gotham is allowed to be fine. clean either. But that was a the, single um, place in Gotham can be clean never. or well lit. Well, no, so never well even lit. Even if you're... Even if you're a billionaire, your apartment cannot be clean or well lit. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the other, like, I mean, not to harp too much on everything here, but that <laughs> thing, because you brought it up, I was so irritated by it because it's like she's wearing a contact and it's a camera. Like he would do them, but she was doing it in the club, right? When he's yeah. like Intel, he hears what she says and she hears what he says. So I'm like, how is this how? getting to her ear, right? I don't understand yeah. that. And then... All she does to cut off communication is take it out. And then later on, she decides to turn it on somehow in a weird way while it's sitting on her counter for her cat to be in there. And I, and then he, she's talking, and then she's talking to him, and it's sitting there. And I'm like, how is she hearing him? Like, where is this speaker coming from? Like, I also thought the whole thing was, like, it had to be on your eye to be active. Like, so how I'm did saying, she turn it, it on? Yeah, it wasn't. It, it was and I was just so like, and even if it was somehow able to be active, whatever, how was she hearing it? Right. The point. It was just... I hated it. I was like, this is stupid technology. And if you're going to do it, yes, the Avengers do it too, where they're always talking in their earpieces. Whatever. But it's like, if you're going to do it, make it a point to be like, this is our tech, blah, blah, blah. Like, come on, make it make a little sense. Or just at a, least just, a just show her putting in earpiece or something. I mean, maybe yeah. they did, but it was hidden under her. I, I say this so much, but wigs, her terrible wigs. Oh, wigs, yeah. And, you know, I get that this character, like, wears wigs, right? That's, yeah. like, not, I, I don't have any problem with that. More meant to look real, but yeah. Yeah, I was just like. We couldn't afford. We went to the same place to get the wig as we went to get her ski mask. Is what it came down to. Yeah, listen, I'm just that she yeah. doesn't have city. much money, but yeah, I mean, that's fair. And this is also a stupid nitpick, but like, why does she have to work at the same club her mother worked at? No clubs exist that long. There's not a club that has been around for forty plus years. It doesn't make any sense. I, uh, I bet you some of those like mob run clubs i don't know i'm I, i'm giving it more credit than it deserves but yeah it's it's very strange to like work for your dad who doesn't know he's your dad because it'd be like wouldn't he just give her the Unless job she like had some sort of right? plan like, shut her up and just give her like, the job gonna, but he doesn't know it's his daughter if right. we're gonna add like all this weird complication at least make her have a plot to kill him or get something from him or right not develop it halfway through the movie him. i don't know you know what i mean like yeah have her on her own mission if we're gonna have her doing that for some reason yeah, she couldn't have a full-on story because she was there to be sexy because she's Catwoman. yeah she there to be sexy for us yeah all right well moving on to our second colin farrell film which really so underutilized in batman but yeah we watched after yang what did you two think i it's funny i liked thing a lot of things about this film okay this is such a weird statement i'm about to make but so one of my, the, my favorite modern day author is Kazuo Ishiguro. And he did like Never Let Me Go, Remains of the Day, Artists, yeah. a bunch of really great things. He actually has a, a novel that 
is a similar kind of thematic to this that came out a couple of years ago called Clara and the Sun, but about kind of android-esque type of whatever and like kind of developing a human emotions while he's, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so what's interesting is I felt like this was a story like he would write, mm-hmm. okay, but I think his would be a little better fleshed out, but a story that he would write directed by Terrence Malick. <laughs> and, and the problem there is I actually quite like both of them. Like Terrence Malick, yeah. hit or miss for me, but I quite like sure. both of them and their styles. But they are such an art, each of them have such an artistic, distinct point of view that if the two of them came together, it just didn't, it doesn't mesh perfectly because it's too distinct in two different ways. Okay. I don't know how to explain that beyond, but no, I just, no, it, yeah, no, no, no. I think that, yeah. that actually articulates how I'm feeling about it because, like, I want to like this movie so much more than I did. You know what I mean? Like, something, mm-hmm. like, it had all the elements of a movie that I love, you know? Subtle sci-fi, interesting look at the human condition, you know what I mean? Like not overcomplicated, not overexplained, subtle, slow, like build. Mm-hmm. But Convincing somehow, performances, I thought. But... Right. Really great performances. And somehow I never connected emotionally to it. And I couldn't figure out like why. You know what I mean? Because it had all of these things that I would normally be like, on the edge of my seat, like enthralled by this like s- small story, right? Yeah. Like the simple, cause I love a simple sci-fi story that just kind of like, doesn't it over explain what's going on and just sort of gives you tidbits and lets you figure it out and like all that stuff. But I somehow never emotionally connected to the story, even though it has all of the elements of things I enjoy. Yeah. And great performances. I think that's fair. I, I I probably connected to it a bit more just because of the whole, like, what does it mean to be Asian aspect? And I will also fully admit that I watched this in, like, Sundance haze. Mm-hmm. So I was watching this 20 movies, so, no, 30 movies this year? I can't remember. But, you know, it, you they start to blur. And so when something is slightly better than everything else you're watching, yeah, it, it becomes more elevated than probably maybe it deserves but i i i enjoyed the film i feel like it's one of those movies that asks more questions than it answers and sometimes that's really annoying but this i was like no i'm 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 okay with it you know i i don't mind that it's not answering everything like it doesn't answer what does it mean to be alive what does it mean to be asian you know what does it mean to be all these things it's more contemplative than that so i i you know it was a different it was a change of pace and i I enjoyed it yeah i liked when they brought in talking about Chinese and how they had chosen him yeah. for their daughter because and all that. Yeah. And I thought that was that was a cool plot point just because I wasn't sure at the beginning when we were watching it and we're watching all the families do this dance thing, which I would totally participate in, by the way. But I would fail immediately. Yeah. I was like laughing because I was trying to figure out what the fuck was happening, but I was like, yeah. I just thought it was fun seeing all these different families. And, ever, and I, was, I was noticing there are a lot of blended families here. That I think there was even a lesbian couple, a couple different – from what I could tell, at least trying to like, you know, yeah, yeah. I think but, you know, it was, it was configuration. And I yeah. wasn't sure if this was a version of a world where we were going to see that Colin Farrell and what's the actress's name? Uh, Jodie Turner Smith. Okay. Jodie Turner Smith, where they had gotten together and actually birthed this child. Like it was like this weird, this world where it's like race is not a thing. But right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when it went into that, I was like, oh, okay, no, it is a thing. And I thought that that, that added a nice little layer to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, and I actually thought that Yang's performance was really good. Like I thought That's he really great. kind of like yeah. nailed that. Like, Justin Min was like the best part of this movie. Oh, yeah, he was great. Really and thought, I love yeah. yeah, the kid was great. Um, I yeah, really and the kid did really good too. I really loved that he had this history that they didn't know before. 
about him. That, that broke was my really fucking interesting. heart. Yeah, that made me like. And I then, like, and then, like, theory thinking found, about And then he like found the clone. I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he, and like, it's so heartbreaking that he can only remember like a couple seconds of it a day or something like that, right? Like he can't remember everything. And like, or at least that's what I got from it. Or is it just that certain memories are stored? I think they were accessing snippets of it, but I don't know. It was it was trying to identify what is a significant moment. Like that that's what the like I think if I recall correctly, that's what like the AI was like trying to trying to identify. And so it was like a snippet each day is like it's identified as important. Right. But that's But which is like, you know, subjective, obviously. What I interpreted that to mean, so because she was like, oh, they only get to store a couple seconds a day with what's meaningful to them. And so I interpreted that to mean he could only remember a couple of seconds of every day. Oh, I am not sure if that's true or not, but that's how I interpreted it. And then I thought that was kind of love. What? How would he know who they are, though, if he couldn't remember more than two seconds a day? You know what I mean? So he's probably not because. Yeah, he, he knows who the family he lives with is. You know, yeah, I think it's like- it's it's essentially like imagine a hard drive with two layers, and like there's a core memory layer that he had before he he was because he's also like refurbished basically, you know, and that drive is the one that he has all these memories stored on. That's like he has determined, you know, what is important, and they're like, oh, if you want to clear that drive, like it might make more space. We might be able to you know, salvage, whatever, but it's your core platform, you know, right. it's, it's like, but then does he only remember one platform at a time? I would, I would imagine that that other platform, actually, I think a better analogy, maybe that's the operating system. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and so if you were to factory reset it, right. To make space and clean up all the whatever, then he would forget everything. who makes him him. Right. Like he might remember the family and stuff like that, but his, um his, the value he puts on them would be different because he doesn't understand, you know, or like has a different understanding of like how to value individuals. Cause he's, he'd be a different person, right? It'd be like, if you got wiped today, you know, you remembered who your family was, but. No, but that's not, I don't know. That doesn't fit with how I think of it, I guess. But I I, I, I don't, the nice thing is it is open to interpretation a bit. Like, yeah. I mean, even because obviously he remembers more than just a few seconds a day or whatever, because you're right. Like you wouldn't know anyone's name. Um, let alone his like fun Chinese facts or whatever, but it just kind of felt like like maybe he could only access like the one layer or something, or maybe he did know that she was the clone of someone he once knew, but I think it's kind of more, maybe not more interesting, but I think, I don't know, there's something cool about him finding solace in people that he kind of knew but didn't really remember, right? Because he like never told her that she was someone he knew. I interpreted it definitely as like he recognized the clone and like that's why he was drawn to her. It's like there, you know, he was able to access a little bit of that coding <laughs> essentially. Yeah. And that's why he was drawn to her, right? Because it's like, it's 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 kind of eternal sunshiny, right? It's just like, oh yeah, you, even but if then, you try like, to race why things, wouldn't he have told her that he knew? Maybe he didn't want to make her, I don't know. They're going to be knowing that she's not the same person. He's not going to be like, oh, I'm actually, like, maybe it was more kind of like, he's just going to go and kind of, like, know, get to know her as her, but, like, not be like, oh, by the way, I knew you. Yeah, like, not impose her past on. Like, that might be, be like, a weird thing to say to, you know, I don't, who knows, but. Maybe, but it feels kind of weird. 
I think it goes back to like the the asking more questions and like leaving things more open ended than most films are. I think comfortable doing, you know. Yeah. yeah, no, and it had a point of view and everything, and I appreciated that about it. I think, it, and I thought, I think because I was comparing it to Kazuo Ishiguro stuff, like I was thinking while watching it that I would like to read this, and mm-hmm. I know it said it yeah. was based on a story, and you know, oh, but I think it said yeah. based on a story as story. part of a yeah. Okay. Uh, but I was like, I would, I think that this would be a really good book. Yeah, I could. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of wondering, like, if if I'd seen it, maybe not at home, maybe in a theater, maybe I would have connected to it differently. There's more distracting at home, obviously. Yeah, I I wanted it to emotionally crush me. Yeah, I felt connections to to characters in it. But yeah, I didn't I didn't feel totally like devastated by the end or anything. It was it was a sad story, but I didn't feel totally crushed. But even. Colin sitting there talking to him about the tea and all that like you know that stuff whatever it was it was a strange kind of scene but it was also when he was like oh I'd like to I'd like to feel about tea what you feel about tea like he just he wants to feel and I think that mm-hmm. that that's so sad just, yeah yeah there, yeah yeah agree yeah okay. it, had, I, it had quiet moments where I was like oh but like none that I was like sobbing or like you know not that you need that reaction necessarily no, but I like but yeah. I definitely sobbed during a couple one scene two scenes yeah, but again, it was more like all the shit with my grandma that was going on, and you know, I, I, it hit, it hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, but would you recommend the film? Is the question? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I think right. I think it's a specific type of person who's going to be really into it, and I think yeah, it, yeah. it has to be someone who, who likes like a like a questioning sci-fi movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I I did love the way they handled sci-fi. Like I, yeah. I Jackie, That's I thought of you, right? Right. It was right. like subtle sci-fi. Yeah. 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 No, it's subtle. It's 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 a great great thing when they do it correctly and or in a way that's not subtly build the world where you're kind of yeah, like it's shoved in the rules your throat. Here. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. And you it's just get like to watch and sort of navigate it, but not. Yeah, it's not like everything's a floating car and everything's this. It's like it's our world, but this is what it looks like in forty years or whatever. You know, and that's exactly I what I said in my review about the floating car thing. I was like, uh, not floating cars, but yeah. it's like well, a natural think, evolution. Well, and what's funny is. I, I think I know I've brought it up a couple times when we've talked about stuff, but it gave me a lot of similar vibes as Swan Song on Apple TV Plus, which I think I've told you both to watch that subtle and yet sci-fi. We haven't yet. <laughs> like that one, that one, I, I, it hit me a little bit more in a different way, but it's that same kind of idea that we are in a future that is not so far off from where we're at now, but it definitely looks like our world. Yeah. And uh, I, I highly recommend both. I would recommend both because I felt kind of, I, I felt similarly about that as I do this. Uh, mm-hmm. and that I liked them both but would have liked to read them maybe more yeah that's fair all right well shifting gears so hard <laughs> briefly we watched the courtship we're taking a left turn we're taking a I don't even know we're we're going in a u-turn complete other direction like which is it's a new dating show on NBC my god what did we watch thoughts while watching it I was just you know dating shows and i am not the expert i will say on dating shows yeah i think i don't know if out of the three of us i think i've probably watched the least amount of them but it's as if dating shows are the new are like the superhero movie of television where it's just kind of like (laughs) we can just we can just go and take this mold and just tweak this and that i mean this was i'm guessing very bachelory in ways but at the same time or bachelorette t in ways but at the same time was so derivative of 12 dates of christmas (laughs) 
that it was like, like with the narration is, and yes, the trying yes, to be yes, quippy yes, 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 and yes, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, oh my, and the extravagance. This one is a, I mean, that, that one's too far for me. This is a little too far for me. Like this is, this is, yeah, this is a lot. Okay. Jackie, I'm, I'm very interested in your take on this. Oh yeah. It's like, I kind of like the idea of this, but I find, and the reason, this is the same reason why I can't watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette is I find dating shows too embarrassing. Mm. I can't do it. I just get so deeply embarrassed by the weird shit they have to do to get each other's attention and like, you know, interrupting each other and like, I don't know. I just, ugh. Which is why 12 Days of Christmas in some ways was more palatable because at least it was usually sort of one person at a time even yeah. when they got interrupted or whatever. Whereas like this ball where everyone just has to like get her attention and like it's just so awkward and weird and uncomfortable and like I just hate it, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I can't. I, I mean, you know, the Regency thing, uh, you know, she's sitting on the lawn in front of a castle and there's like a fireworks show and it's like, oh, it's really pretty. I'd like to be on that date, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, with her parents watching and her best friend and her sister watching and like. Well, the guys I mean, have to learn calligraphy to write her a letter. I know. I was like, well, I can't do this. We didn't, get, we didn't like, have to see the letters. Honestly, I don't know like, true, but. rose ceremonies are awkward as fuck, right? But, like, I find it so much more awkward that she has to dance with him before she says no. Like, she has to have this, like, intimate dance where she explains her feelings and then she has to tell him no. Like, I mean, oh, it also she was crying already, dude. Repetitive so quickly because it was the same choreography. Well, and it took time. too long because I'm like, just let's just let him go. Yeah. So as the as the most voracious consumer of dating shows of the three of us, you know, it's definitely a super gimmicky concept. But I think the biggest problem with it for me is that if you're going to do this whole like, oh, it's a different time and we're dating, you know, courtship rules, blah, blah, blah. But then you just do the exact formula of the bachelorette. You know, it, this is not to slut shame or like not even, you know, it's not to it's not to say like it's inappropriate to do what she did. But the whole premise is like, oh, you're not trying to get to know these guys. You're trying to get to know them as people and not like just based on their physical attributes or whatever it is. And then you're just like making out with someone immediately. I was like, yeah. that wouldn't fly. Well, that the thing is, is like as someone who reads a lot of Regency books, let me tell you, you're not allowed to be alone with a dude. Right. You have to have a chaperone every time. And not that to say they don't get away with shit. Okay. But like, for the most part, you have to sneak around if you want to be alone with someone. Well, I guess and the then, camera like, person is there, right? But Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but technically, like her sister or her mom would have to be with her almost everywhere. Yeah. And obviously, like. Can you imagine if that. And love matches were rare back then, okay? It was all about money and title. It had nothing to do – you know what I mean? So the premise yeah, is yeah, yeah. hot in general, but, just, but like – Right. If we're going to commit to this bit of, you know, more chaste courtships and like a true gentleman and all this stuff, and then we're going to – also the guy she picked – I was not completely sober when I watched it, so I, you know, have a slightly fuzzier memory of it, but I just felt like he was so – milk toast and like there was absolutely nothing about him not not looks wise not personality wise not whatever but she was like i really like you blah 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 and i'm like him like did he it, you so know, much better chemistry with see? a couple of the other ones where i was like i can't believe you didn't pick right i'm just like was this like the guy thing? who's like whose letter she thing. really liked you know i don't know i mean i was glad she let the doctor dude go because he was pretentious so presumptuous well, yeah. my favorite thing wasn't i think you said the word already dana but gimmick because i was like my favorite was he he needed to go, but my, but she yeah. accused his humor of being gimmicky. 
And I was like, girl, you, we cannot, we cannot yeah. make fault yeah. for gimmicky. Yeah. If you're all here. So, yes, yeah. the Apple thing was awkward as fuck, but it would have been cute if he had been more charismatic. I, and like, yeah. but he also was like, and the fact that he couldn't take her no was the biggest turnoff for me. Oh I was like, well, he was I'm not the gonna... celebrity. He wants to. He just wanted to be on the show longer. It's like he didn't give a shit. And it's like, yeah, you just go. I, like, I brought you this rose quartz or whatever it was. I was yeah. like, what? None of us know or care about else. each other at this point. Like, yeah. At the oh my god, the dance <laughs> eliminations. But but I think my favorite moment on the show though is when uh, her. I think it's like a cutaway to her sister. You know when that the doctor dude is being you know super pushy and she, or so, he says oh something God, she's yeah. like he did oh, not I, I was like that that no, was he's the like, best you're moment of the show it. yeah and she goes he did not just say that I was like this was the most fun moment like that's very yeah. sad but uh, he has, he was like you're gonna regret this decision but but I, or something like that but it wasn't like a threatening way it was like no, a, yeah. oh you made a mistake or you made a mistake or whatever and she goes did he really just say that and I was like well yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that bad to say. I don't know. Like, no, no, no. But I just, I did like the way that it cut her, and she was like, so it, yeah. you know, it that felt to me in keeping with the characters they're trying to build, right? Where we should, yeah. yes, you would have been scandalized by that. Yes, yeah, yeah. But it was, um, I think I like that. I like that the bachelorette type character gets more support. Yes, yeah. You know, but, with her family and friends around. I hate to criticize because we have so few women of color who are the heroes on these shows. But she is, she smiles through everything, which makes it very challenging to take her seriously at any of the moment. Like, there's no sort of very variation bad. to her everything. She's like always on, right? And so when she's yeah. saying to these guys, like, all this stuff, she's just like smiling through. I'm like, I, can't, I don't connect to you at all because you just read as fake to yeah. me. You know, like you, not fake. Fake is not a fair, no, yeah, but yeah, she's, yeah. she's performing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which I think is, I mean, I understand the reaction having, you know, since she's the center of attention. But it is more interesting when you get the characters, even though they're real people. You know what I mean? No, they're these are characters. Uh, the characters who have a little more fun with it than she was. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's, you know, she's, I, I feel for her. She's trapped by the constraints of this, you know, construct, you know, this theme that they've woven around her. But she's clearly a very modern person who I don't think could give a shit about, like, Regency whatever things you know no. i like that they cast a person of color for this but it's still Agreed, i don't could have found one who likes jane austen right or has at least read it or <laughs> you know i don't i don't know but i just i find her i find the whole thing not very committed to it no it's such a half commitment and it's i mean yeah. and the stuff that they have committed to so much of it just makes me want to just makes me roll my eyes so it's like this thing where i'm just like oh yeah. i was feeling what i think jackie feels often for a lot of it where i was feeling just embarrassed by like the show as a whole yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> not in a way where i was like oh this is so fun maybe if i had been intoxicated it might have been a little easier to stomach maybe. but i don't know but even yeah, just not a lot that, not a lot even just the fact that they have to call they call her i can't remember her name but miss this and she called mr this like they're doing the whole yeah and the one guy's like colonel or something i just it was like oh, oh the captain the one asian yeah. guy yeah, yeah. is a captain which oh, i was, I, you know, I, was like, right. I was like okay don't send the token asian home. i thought she was gonna send him home, i thought she was too he's like, going he was awkward as fuck I well, think she should have sent Blondie home because Blondie had nothing going on, man. Well, he Blondie was... just wants to be on, which is fine. You know, do your thing. But I mean, sure. At this yeah. point, they all just want to be on TV. Like, what's the – they don't know who or her. You I, know, it's I, not I, like I, The Bachelors yeah. where, like – because what happens on The Bachelor is characters we enjoy get put as – or at least from what I can tell – get put as the next season's Bachelor or Bachelorette. Yeah. 
So then yeah. people who watch the season prior are the ones who get on the show because they like the person. Not all the time, right? There's models sure. and people want to get famous and all that bullshit. Yeah. But there's a there's a through line of pretending that the people who are on the show this next season are because they watched the one before and they like the girl. I do. I'm like, because the Bachelor, the whole thing about The Bachelor also is that they sort of populate the other franchise, right? Where, mm-hmm. oh, the reject from The Bachelorette becomes the next Bachelor. <laughs> like, imagine the, if we're keeping to this whole premise of, you know, Regency era, blah, blah, blah. The power dynamic is so messed up if it was a dude and chicks. <laughs> like, it'd be so bad. It would be so weird. It's like, what's your dowry? Okay. Yeah. Her. Do we? Like, you got birth and hips? <laughs> do we know for sure that when they do the casting calls for the next season of Bachelor Bachelorette, that they announce who the person is, though? If, cause I... um, it depends. Okay. It's gotten more complicated in the last few years, I think. And sometimes I think they sort of stunt cast for a, the person, mm-hmm. you know, or or I think they have, there's like a pool and then they tell them sometimes who it is. They're like, oh, it's blah. It's like, yeah, I'm excited. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll be like, oh, when I heard it was you. Yeah, because I was going to say, because my thing is, is every dating show that I've heard of happened, like the way, like, and I've seen a couple of Bachelor casting calls, whatever. But like I was going to say with the theme of this one, there's no way the casting call told them anything about this. Like they get there and it's like, oh, yeah. you're just for a new dating show and they show up, right? Well, no, I'm sure they told and them then, that it was like a period piece. Yeah, they, well, they give you more info when you, whatever, but like when they put out like a call, yeah, a general call, these are always just full of people who want screen time. It's not someone who actually thinks they're going to find yeah, a actually, love on a show, you know? So I don't know how, what the timelines actually are, but sometimes on The Bachelor, they'll be like, if you want to date our next Bachelor, blah, 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 you know, like. So, it'll, yeah. Anyway, but that doesn't mean they haven't already cast it, right? They sure. just have said. It, it just gets into, yeah, people, yeah. But yeah. But who knows, yeah. All right. Well, uh, is anyone going to stick with it? <sighs> I, you know, I don't, <laughs> ooh, I, I don't, I, have I, of, you know, I don't have a lot of interest at the moment. I think there's a chance that, had this been on HBO Max or it was on Netflix or something and they were all available that I might have like watched a second one. And if I had gotten more interested in it, maybe yeah. like, okay, cool. But I can't imagine on Sunday or Monday of next week I'm going to be watching this. <laughs> like, like, you know, be, like looking forward yeah. to it every week. I'll be very interested actually to see if this gets through the first season actually. Yeah. And the only reason I think it might have a chance is because Bridgerton comes out in a couple weeks. Oh, and so, so yeah, it might work. Well you know, it might, but uh, Jackie, audience. are you going to stick with it? No, I'm too deeply embarrassed. I'm, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I think this is a, a, a good example of, and I know Bachelor's been doing it for years and whatever, but this whole streaming model where we do get three episodes to start like on HBO mm-hmm. or so too, like I think that this is an example of a show that really could have used that. Yeah. And we're now that we're accustomed to it, I, I don't care about the show anyway, but even if I did, I would not be happy that I only got one episode because you don't get to really know anybody. I mean, you know, yeah. fully. You know what I was truly shocked by, actually, is that it was only an hour, a yeah. broadcast hour, right? So it's like 44, yeah, 48, 44, yeah. yeah. Because usually Bachelor, Bachelorette, blah, blah, get two hours. So the episodes are too long on those yeah. franchises, but, you know, or like a two a hour premiere or something. Yeah, give us yeah. a chance to really get to know these people so that we care well, that they're going to fight. Not only give us a chance to get to know her because maybe if I'd gotten to know her more, I'd be like, oh, okay. I do like because they hinted at her story because she's, she know, she said she loved the wrong person who didn't love her back or something. We didn't hear much about that story and she didn't open up to anyone about anything. So it was like, I don't know. We didn't, I didn't, yeah. They they gave us the very glossy version of her biography and I was like, I, good for you, but I don't care about your dating life at this moment in time then. 
Yeah, it was too concerned with like trying to immerse you fully into the gimmick. That rather so than many, like, actually get so many terrible slow mo intro shot, whatever, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, very very briefly, we're watching what? Anything else this week? Anyone watch anything good? I started watching pieces of her. Oh, the new Netflix one. Uh huh. With Tony, Tony Collette. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm not like in love yet. I don't know. I'm only a couple in, but I'm intrigued enough. I like Bella Heathcote also. Uh, and I was like, okay, cool. So watching okay. that. I did watch Watchmen, the ultimate cut as a palate cleanser. Uh, after okay. Batman, because I needed to, and it's, it holds. I mean, I watch it all the time, so I already knew that, but it holds. My favorite. Uh, I haven't really watched anything. I mean, I'm watching Drag Race this season. Pretty yeah. interesting. UK versus the world. Don't watch it. Um, it's frustrating what's happening on that one. You were the second person to tell me that in the span of 48 hours. <laughs> I can't think of what else I've watched. Well, I think it's just this stuff, honestly. I was busy. This was a lot. Yeah. I started watching Our Flag Means Death, which Mm. is on HBO Max. It's the Taika Waititi pirate show. I don't think either of you are going to like it. I don't know if I like it yet, to be honest. Mm. I think it's, they dropped three and it is one of those ones where I was like, I think I needed four. I think I need four to get into this, but I'll, I'll give it a couple more episodes. And then I started watching, I'm caught up at the, they've had two episodes now, Killing Eve. Oh, right, right. Yeah, not. Not into it. Not loving it. I'm going to stick with it because I love Sandro. Well, and you might as well doing, finish at this point, right? And I might as well just... finish it at this point. Yes. Yeah. Is what it comes down to. Yeah. That's it. Thank you both. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt. And now a couple of quick follow-up points. So yes, the Hush storyline from Batman has actually been done as an animated adaptation relatively recently. It's a very complicated story involving lots of famous Batman villains. Superman gets involved at some point, and it's a Riddler masterpiece. So either check out the comic or apparently the animated version does make a lot of changes. So I don't know if that's, you know, the one you want to consider if you are interested in the Hush storyline. And then as for Matt Reeves and the HBO Max stuff, so he had two shows that were actually in development. And as of the morning that we recorded this, so we basically just missed the news, one of them went on hold. It was going to be a Gotham PD spinoff and it had the writer of Boardwalk Empire involved, but it sounds like they're pressing pause on that one. Uh, It would have been a prequel to the Batman, so centering more around the police department and not a Batman story. However, there is supposedly still a Penguin TV spinoff coming with Matt Reeves and Colin Farrell that's still in the works. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.